Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. kitchen uh we have a great show for you i'm your host uh chef matt joined by my co-host uh and good friend mr cornell george how you doing buddy i am doing great today that's awesome so i have you usually when we record i have you on my phone so it's really small and so now i have you on my computer because we're actually uh recording this and so, um, that's, uh, it's a little different. I got you get a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice you're in widescreen now. Yeah. Normally you're in the skinny screen. Yeah, that's pretty that cool. Called. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's, uh, that's a fun thing. Okay, dude, I, I, I waited. I, I was going to say something in pre-show, but I waited and I noticed you're wearing uh, gardens of the galaxy volume three shirt. I am just watched that movie today. I, do I like it. Loved it. I loved it. I, I you know, I remember I, at one point I looked at my wife and I was like, are, I don't remember all of them being this funny. Oh, they're so good. And the music is so good. Maybe because we're masters age weightlifters. <laughs> yeah. uh, the and they're is. just, it's, a, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but Recording I really like the progress. way they went with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, the, the movie, it was just great. Like I, yeah, I, I knew that like there were some things that were going to happen, and I don't know. I went into it not not really. Actually, I was going to play on my phone while my wife watched it, but I ended up watching it. So. <laughs> I sat in, I sat in theaters like five days before it came out on Disney Plus. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. <laughs> but then I was okay with it because yeah. then we watched it again. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. No, it's a, definitely a good one. Uh, we will watch it again because my son chose not to watch it and play his video games. So. <laughs> There's that, um, man, busy weekend for you. You, uh, you helped somebody out at a comp. I helped multiple people at comps. Oh, nice. Two, two days, two different comps. Okay. Oh yeah. Strength so, Inc. had their like in-house comp, didn't they? Yeah. They had a sanctioned in-house competition, uh, kind of not necessarily qualifying people for AO, but yeah. there was a couple people who have been qualified, but they qualified on their first meet, so they wanted to get better at like the competition process, the counting of the cards, the being on a timer, all that kind of stuff. Nice. Plus, it was also pretty good for the coaches because we were running everybody. Like we were running the entire like session. <laughs> so like we had to like divide and conquer. We had to like I was just picking up where I needed to wherever I could. Um, loading weights, making changes on the at the table. Like I would listen, then I would just run over and make a change, and nice. that type of a thing. Nice, that's cool. And then everything went out went out well. In house meets are always pretty easy, right? I mean, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. If you have never competed, though, this is what I was telling some of the people that were competing who were like, "It's funny because it was supposed to be like, a, you're hitting these percentages today. You're not supposed to go and hit PRs or." get stressed out if you don't and that kind of thing and everyone right of course everyone's like this is what i want to hit i'm like i'm not you do what you want (laughs) i don't care (laughs) yeah Um, yeah you have a good time with it like it's not no stress everybody was getting really nervous and i go hey 
or there they a couple people were saying that they were gonna they're stressing out about AO2. And I'm like, this is way more stressful. They're like, how come? Right. I go look at look out into the crowd. How many people do you know? He's like, uh, pretty much everyone. That's why I said. Yep. I said when we get to AO2, there's going to be like ten times as many people. Yep. And there's going to be like three people out there who know who you are, and everyone <laughs> else is going to be playing on their phone or talking to their friends or not paying any attention. Oh, that's so the truth. And they're like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, and I I really like the idea of doing like an. Uh, I guess I don't want to say it's non-pressure meet, but it is. It's a little bit less pressure uh, before you go to the big meet. I think it, just to get your feet wet, uh, get a feel for it, you know, have the singlet on if you've never put that on. Um, you know, it's, 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 a good, it's a good practice overall. It's a really good practice to do. I don't know. Yeah, I also saw that Freedom Weightlifting did the same thing. I don't think they sanctioned theirs, but they call them like, uh, like see where you're at days or test days. Nice. And they, they put people on the clocks. They make them, they, they set up just like they would for the, one of their meets. Yeah. They, they run it just like a real meet and it's just a day where everyone can kind of like see where they're at leading into the next meet. Yeah. That's, that's neat. You know, being, being a remote athlete, that's something that I do miss. I wish I could be a part of those, but you know, we have, uh, we have some pretty good resources here in Portland that we could get something going. Um, and if we needed to get like a big, big zoom session, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could pull together some people. So I don't know. It's a good thing to do, but, uh, man, I, so we drove up to Seattle this weekend and, uh, it was a good, good amount of time of reflection. It's so this is a, it's a three hour drive, right? On paper. It's a three hour drive. Um, you drive up there on a Friday. It takes you six hours because you're hitting traffic, getting out of Portland, you're hitting traffic about halfway through and at Olympia, and then you're hitting traffic in like Seattle, Tacoma area. And it's some of the worst traffic. And it just was like, it was maddening. But anyways, we went up there. We had a good time. Um, we went to, uh, my daughter has Kabuki syndrome. Everybody knows about that by now, but, um, they have their annual family picnic up there. And like we were around in this big circle like all the parents got circled up and we kind of went around and introduced ourselves. Some of them we knew some, there were some new families. Um, the kids were out playing and as we were going around and like, I was the last person to talk and I hate it when that happens. But (laughs) (laughs) as we were going around, you know, I'm like, everybody's talking about everything that I'm going to talk about. All our kids have some very similar attributes. Um, some are a little more severe than others. Um, so when it got to me, I started talking about the community and like, what that meant uh, for us as parents and, and Maddie and all that stuff. But the reason why I'm talking about this here is because it made me reflect a little bit on the drive home of like, I was kind of replaying what I was saying. I was like, man, you know, when it comes to a sport like weightlifting uh, community is such a, it's such a big part of, uh, of what we do, why we do things, the accountability, like, as a garage lifter, if I didn't have a community of friends and lifters that, you know, we check in every day and all that stuff, like, I don't know where my motivation would come. Now, I'm, I've always been fairly motivated, but like, at a sport like this, I think you need the community and I think you need that aspect of it. Uh, and even more when you're on a team, I think you need that community. And so like, you know, it just, it just reminded me that like, we're only as strong as the people around us. Right. 
We're only as strong as, as what you know, we're holding ourselves to, but we can't hold ourselves to if we don't have anybody to hold it out there for. And I, I just, so I was going to get on here and just talk a little bit about community. I mean, what, what's your thought on all that? No, I think that the community is really what can make or break a, a team or a lifter or just yeah. anything you're doing in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you think about even like a job, if you hate the community of the people that you're working with, you're probably not going to stick around that long. Right. Like the pay's got to be, even if the pay is amazing, you're eventually going to break down and just leave. Yep. Um, and I think that with weightlifting, it's the same type of thing where I I think that the community is what really does keep me in the sport. Okay. Um, during COVID, when everything shut down, mm-hmm. I then had to create a place to build that community, a place to give everybody else that community. Exactly. But I was also doing it selfishly for myself mm-hmm. because it, it gave me motivation to keep lifting and to keep doing everything. Yeah. Um, I've seen so many different, it, it, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, COVID, it, it really did one of those things where it either made lifters or broke lifters and same with teams. Yeah. And it yeah. was, it, I just see so much where, um, if the people didn't embrace the community and try to keep it going, it was just over. Yeah. That, and that's a good point because, you know, we kind of briefly talked about the, the, the COVID thing and, you know, there were so many people that fell off in COVID and like, I, I noticed it to a certain extent. I know you, you said you noticed it a lot because, you know, you were in the sport a lot longer before COVID happened. Um, but that's, Oh man, that's where we needed it the most, right? Is is in the middle midst of like gyms shutting down, um, you know, maybe meets not happening. Like, what's the point of training at this point? Like, you know, but if you have that community, you you keep on pushing forward, and then you start to compete with your community a little bit. Um, and I'm going to say community probably 500 times this this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it down, but you got to like you got to find people out there that are like you that, um, that want to want to push you and want to, uh, give you the tough love because I think a lot of people don't like hearing the tough love. And if, if you have the right people around you, then you know, it's coming from a good spot. But I think there's, there's, there's too many people out there that like, you know, if, if I were to get on and go call a friend up and be like, Hey, this is what I think you should do not telling you what to do, but this is what I think you should do. You know, I'm always weirded out about that because I'm not like, I'm not trying to be, you know, Mr. Bossy pants by any means, but what I'm trying to do is lend, lend my guidance to like what I've seen worked work for me. And it doesn't always work for everybody else, but like, we got to be able to give that back and forth and, and be able to take it too. Like as, as athletes, we got to take, we got to take the good and the bad. And that I think that really what that that's what makes a good community is people that can give on both sides of things. No, I, I think that's great. I, the team we used to be on, it kind of had one, one, one mindset, yeah. like a one way mindset. Yeah. And it was like, you give your hundred percent and you don't worry about tomorrow because right. to this lift right now in front of you is the most important thing that you can do. Yeah. And I 
unfortunately I had that mindset for a little while. Thankfully not that yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, but I realized that I'm, I'm more concerned about doing this long term instead of making this, this lift. Right. And there's certain lifts where it's like, it really, most of the lifts really don't matter. So if you cut it out early, you're fine. But it, it actually wasn't until <clears throat> one of the guys on the team made a comment to me where he said, you need to be careful. This was an older guy. He's a doctor. Right. He said, you, you need to be careful because you have a skill and a gift right now. Okay. And if you squander it by trying to chase these numbers that don't mean anything, you're not going to do this much longer. Ah, that, interesting. Wow. And that's where like a little light switch flipped. And I was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. Like, I don't need to go 15, 20 misses. I mean, I've only done that three or four times in my life, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm pushing, I, I'm pushing numbers where one wrong move and you're, you're potentially out for good. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, especially for people of our age, like actually anybody I'm, 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 I don't want to like put us in this circle of, uh, we got to be a different way because I think that, I think we can be athletes for as long as our, we live. Uh, what did I, I heard, I heard something on the Instagrams, you know, all those amazing emotion, uh, like motivational quotes, but like this one was like, it, I, look, heard, I heard this quote today. Yeah, and exactly. it went like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like moving on. Hold on. Let me get my deep voice and like the background music going here. No. Um, but it was like this woman talking on a whiteboard and she said, muscle doesn't know age. And that's all she said. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. Muscle doesn't know age. It's always going to work. It's always there to move your body. You know, it's just about how you treat it, right? And how you, how you build it as you get older. I think you get smarter as you get older. I think there's athletes that actually get better. I'm one of those athletes that got better as I got older. You know, as going through my 20s, I was a football player, right? But, like, it may, maybe this was my own self, self-confidence thing, but... I always thought I was the slowest football player. I always thought I was the smallest football player. I always thought like I was going to get hurt. And then as I got older, I realized like you got to go for it in certain areas. You got to be careful in certain other times. And then like, but really what it matters is the consistency of your work. And, uh, it's, it, it just, it makes sense to be able to lift for a long time. Just makes sense to me. Yeah, I I had a couple of people reach out just this weekend um, on on Instagram that I haven't talked to in years, nice. and people that I started the sport with, like yeah. not on my team, but just people that I would compete against, and they're like, "I'm so stoked you're still doing this, and that you like you didn't piss it away, or you didn't get your eyes drawn to other things, and like you're you're showing what it can do if you're consistent for a decade, right? Like it." Like you said, it doesn't matter your age. Yeah. Like right now I'm still improving, even though I'm under the belief I have to keep telling myself like, hey, this could be it. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like this that I could have had my heaviest lifts a couple weeks ago. And that's fine. Like I'm still gonna enjoy doing this. I'm still gonna enjoy the process, the community, like what it does for me. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm also like I'm not I'm not gonna accept it, but I'm also not going to be disappointed if that was it. Right. 
Well, yeah, and I think there's a lot um, there's a lot of times that we all and I'm I'm so so uh, guilty of this, but like we we uh, I get fixated on numbers, right? I'm like I want to hit this number, I want to hit this number, I want to hit this number, and I keep driving towards it, and I'm working my ass off to get there. Um, but there's so much more actually happening than me just hitting, you know, this PR and the snatch. And cause I'm going to hit that PR and I'm going to be like, cool, what's next? Yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, cause, and that's kind of the way I've always been is like, oh great. I got a PR. Cool. What's next? You know, let me, I, I can't wait to go scratch out the number on my post and write a new one. You know, like I don't yeah. like fixating on the wins. I like fixating on the work. And I think that that's, that's a mentality probably, uh, coming from, you know, someone who's grown up, you know, having to work hard all his life. And, and I think that we both are in that kind of category. And I think a lot of weightlifters are, I don't want to just boost you and I, but like, I think a lot of weightlifters that are still in the sport that do it for a long time, um, have this sense of work ethic and understanding that it's more about the longevity. I, w- I would like to hope so. I- I'm giving a lot of hope out right now. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. Yeah. There, another one of those motivational, stupid things that I heard, I'm going to modify it because okay. we're weightlifters, but it, they, it said something along the lines of the person who enjoys running will do it longer than the person who enjoys the race. Yeah. That's a good one. So that's kind of how I feel. Like I enjoy lifting so much more now mm-hmm. than I do competing too. Yeah. And I I keep having to explain to people like, oh, you go into finals, you go into this, you go into that. I'm like, nah, I don't really care. And I'm like, I'm not to. trying to be like a Mr. Cocky dick about it or anything, but like I won all the competitions I never imagined winning. Right. And – I'm just having fun now. And yeah. I would so much rather help people like get to the point where they want, where they're going to win the competitions they want to win. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be about me anymore. Like I can focus on me when I want to, but I don't have to get out there and prove to anybody else. Like I've proven to myself what I want to do and I, I'm happy. So. Yeah. I like but, that. I yeah. like that. I mean, that's a, and, and that's, that's a mindset. That's, that's somebody who, uh, you know, that, that shows to me, that shows me your true love for the sport, right? You're going to make it happen regardless of what you're doing. Like, um, you got, you got issues throughout the week. Well, maybe you got to take a couple days off that you don't want to take, but Hey, guess what? You're going to make it a priority to get back in the gym. Um, and you're not doing it because you have a meet. You're doing it because you love the sport and you enjoy what you're doing and, and have fun with it. And I encourage anybody out there that's listening to this to like, if you're having a challenge in life with lifting, um, take a second and find a way to make it fun for you. Because if you don't, if you're doing it just to say you're doing it, like why do it, you know, do it because it's something that you enjoy and you want to be a part of it. You know, um, if it's the weightlifting world, then be a part of the weightlifting world, be a, become a coach. There's so many more, so many avenues in this, in this sport uh, as there is in other sports, but like, there's a lot of avenues where somebody can get involved and not necessarily just be working towards a competition, although they're fun. Um, but you can still do weightlifting and not compete. Yeah. This reminds me of another conversation I had. I'm, I wish I remembered who it was with, but they were starting to just get 
overly obsessed with like hitting certain numbers mm-hmm. and then they just kept missing and kept being down on themselves like week after week after week and just like, Oh man, I suck. I hate this sport and this kind of stuff. And then I was their coach. I still don't remember who it was, but it was either a trifecta or double barrel. And I said, Hey, I don't, I think you need to take a week off. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't want you to come in until next weekend. Yeah. I don't want you to come in this week. They're like, why not? I'm like, you're not allowed to come. You're not allowed to train. They're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm, I'm forbidding it from you. And like, but I, but I want to train. I'm like, no, right now you're complaining about it. So I'm going to take it away from you for a week. Yeah. And then in a week, then you can come back. I like and then that. all of a sudden he was like, oh, but I want to lift. I like, it was like a quick mindset change where like I took something away that he loved yeah. and then he wanted it. He wanted it again. Yeah. You know, I, I don't remember if, I don't remember anything. If it, if he came back and it was all better, <laughs> I don't remember anything like that. Just left the sport for I good. I just remember that conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I, I like that because see what you just explained was, um, you know, the, the easy way, but go out there and get injured and then let's talk about how much you love mm-hmm. weightlifting because um, f- coming from a person who I got injured into weightlifting uh, 12 days into weightlifting, <laughs> 12 days into weightlifting, I popped my elbow and it was like, oh, well, I've committed to this, so I'm going to keep on doing it. And I worked my way back, whatever. That's another story. But uh, I think that uh, we, we can always let life challenges get in our way. Um, and we can always let the way we feel in the, in the middle of the day to get in our way. But like, man, if you really love the sport, just do it and don't worry about anything else. Just get, get out there and just do it. You know, like I'm not trying to be all Nike on you. I got a Nike shirt on. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, no, I, I just, and to bring it full circle, like if it wasn't for the community that I had started to grow, I probably wouldn't have pushed forward if it wasn't for, you know, some of the most, the most fun times I've had in weightlifting were like the trips to San Diego, right? Awesome. Um, there was a, a, like a four month stretch where like Eric Damon and I lifted in my garage four days a week or, or we would switch each other's garages. And it was like, it was, we had a perfect rotation. Some of the funnest times, funnest lifting that I've done. And like we were hitting numbers and we were getting stronger and that doesn't happen anymore, but we had to find out, find a different way. Right. And so we found different ways. Um, and it's just, I just don't like the idea of being a part, like a part of a bad community. And I think I just saw something on Instagram again. I'm I'm man, I'm quoting Instagram a lot. Um, I just saw something again that was like, if, you know, if you don't like, the people you're doing things with, then change the people because it's not the thing you're doing. And I'm just like, okay, that, that makes sense. I like that. Um, but it, it's, it's like what you said, if you don't, it doesn't matter how much money you make in your job, you're going to, you're, you're not going to be happy if you don't like the people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, when you're talking about that, I, and I, I'm not trying to put a dig on anything that, cause I'm very lucky and grateful for the community that I have here. Right. But my favorite weightlifting moments never happened at the home on home court. Oh, nice. They always happened when I went somewhere else. Nice. I like that. Like whether it was being at freedom weightlifting or being at the kilo chaser camp or, right. um, 
just driving to random gyms that were opened up outside during lockdown just to like get mm-hmm. out of the garage and like when I when that was going on, like three out of four Saturdays I would be gone. I would just I'm gonna go up to SoCal, I'm gonna go up to Retmax, I'm gonna right. go to Boombach. I I was like, I'm not gonna be here. Yeah. Like I, I need I need to get out there and see other people and have fun with other people and like be a part of a bigger community. Yeah, and I think that speaks to something right there because um there's an there's an attribute of weightlifting that I challenge a lot and I'm not going to sit there and say that, that I'm right and other people are wrong, but I challenge this a lot, which is, um, people, you know, say to be a good weightlifter, you have to be, you know, in the suck or in the dirt or feel like you're, you're, you know, a stepchild or, you know, locked away in some area or be in the darkness. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Why not have fun and be a weightlifter? Why not have fun being a good weightlifter? Like you have proven that. Dude, you, you, you go down, you know, if anybody ever goes down and sees Cornell, Cornell and they, they go to out in public with him, like <laughs> to a gym, they see uh, the community that he has built, right? People know him and, and it's because he's done things like going to the gyms, you know, op- helping people open their stuff, helping people at meets and just having fun. And I don't think I've ever heard you really talk about, um, the idea of being like in this deep, dark, like stupor depressed mode because you're a weightlifter. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I, I've heard it. I would say that when I kind of started getting sucked into that mindset was the worst, hardest part of weightlifting. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got out of that where I'm like, you know what? You don't have to be, you don't have to be in the, in the suck, in the dark, in the, all right. that kind of stuff. Right. Um, coaches hate it when I say this, but like, I tell people all the time, they're like, oh my gosh, I I don't think I'm going to be able to do these squats today. I'm like, do something else. Like, what do you mean? It's on the program. I'm like, so? Yeah. So what? Do something <laughs> else. Do something that's going to benefit you. Right. If you're going to be complaining about it and miserable and dreading it, you're probably not going to do very good at it. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah. Like, I recently told Damon, because uh, he's kind of, his job's kind of, take him away from a steady weightlifting schedule. So yeah. he's currently freelancing it. We'll mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. I said, you just need to do what you want. If you want to do pull from the blocks, go from the blocks. If yeah. you want to go from the hang, go from the hang. If you want to totally. do doubles, just literally do whatever you enjoy. Like you, whatever you do is going to be better than what is written on a program. If you don't want to do it. Yep. That's a great way to put it. Um, and I think uh, for someone like Damon, that's, I mean, that's exactly what he needs to hear. You know, um, I, I do think that there's a lot of pressures out there to be a certain way and to do on a certain program. And certain programs work good for people and others don't, you know. Uh, I, I, I will say that uh, with a program is good. Like the program I'm on right now is great. It's, it's pushing me. It's making me do different things that I've ever done. Um, but after 16 weeks, is it still going to be great? We'll see, you know, and, uh, because there's the one big thing about my programming right now that I'm, I am missing and I'm not throwing shade on anybody, but you know, I'm missing the community aspect because I have, I have you guys. Um, but I, you know, I want to be more connected with them and understanding how I can do that from afar is a little bit, you know, kind of difficult, but not necessarily impossible. And so, 
you know, I'm, I'm a pretty committed person, so I'm going to make it through that 16 weeks. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a meet, and I'm going to see how it worked out. And, you know, I kind of did that on another program, and I realized, I was like, maybe this isn't the right program for me. And so uh, I like this one. I like everything about it so far, except for I want to be more connected, and that's it. And uh, I, so I, I really, the reason I tell you all that is because it's like, you know, get, keep going through things. Keep figuring out what you like, but it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. Like you got to experience, you got to experience the bad teams. You got to experience the really good teams. And then you got to experience being alone and, and really just take the time to be like, this is what I want and then go find it. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking about this earlier and it wasn't even because I thought we were talking about this because I didn't know what we were going to talk about. Yeah, no, (laughs) but I was trying to like phrase this in a way that I don't sound like I'm being mean to, to like you. Okay, <laughs> go for it. But it, but it's fine. And yeah, go for boy. it. Yeah, and, and you understand. Yeah, you're not going to go as far in weightlifting being a garage lifter as if you had a community to go to. I know this, but you're a 43 year old. <laughs> yes, 43. <laughs> Thanks. With a great family and a great career and. Lots of other things going on in your life. Right, right. You know that it's not necessarily in your cards to go to the Olympics. Correct. <laughs> Never had that in my card. Well, I thought of it. I'm, I'm, we're not going to go down that story again. <laughs> but like, so you can get everything out of this. You're being a, in the, your garage. You're going to get 90% of what you want out of it. Yeah, absolutely. But that last 10%, you're not going to get in your garage. Yeah. So if, if. Damon and Eric, or if you found other people who would come over regularly, you could get that out of it. Right. Um, but for people who want to get yeah. the most out of weightlifting, you have to be a part of an in-person team. Not mm-hmm. There's only so much that Zoom can do. There's only so You need to be able to not just call somebody, but run over to their house if you need to or if they need you. Yeah. Or go hang out with their family with your family. Like You need to be able to fully emerge into that community like not all the time but um like yesterday we had the one year anniversary for the strength tank Mm -hmm. and unfortunately my wife was sick so she wasn't able to come but everybody brought their significant others or spouses or boyfriends girlfriend whatever they want um one of them brought their unborn child (laughs) (laughs) she's shoot his wife's pregnant so yeah no I, i gotcha that was a good one but uh, like that's how it builds a real a real commitment or a real community. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the the quote unquote community that we were a part of on another team that was it's all fake. You stop paying your dues and everyone cuts you off. And yeah. I was always <laughs> in the impression that I was friends with these people, right. but then I didn't want to be paying the money to be on this team anymore. But I thought that we were close. Like I was friends with. I thought I was friends with these people for three years yeah and then all of a sudden they cut you off and i was like that's all fake it was that was a pretty crappy situation you know like it was like it was a time where we thought we had a big group of friends um and then you stop and next thing you know you're made out to be the monsters and uh, you're made out to be like these big bad negative people and you know i'm i'm pretty far away from all that crap these days but uh yeah, that was, that was, that was sucky. But again, I, you know, I I went through that and I learned, I learned what I didn't like. 
Um, and you're right because, you know, and, and I guess if I'm, if I'm sending the wrong message, like I want to hit numbers, right? But more than that, I want to have longevity in the sport and I want to yeah. be able to do it for a long time. And I want to be able to find the motivations where I trip up is where there's a moment of change and I have to switch and find another motivation because I'm such a routine, not quite OCD, but I, I, you know, maybe borderline, but like, I'm such a routine person. And so when that routine pops out, I'm like, it takes just like that much effort into that much more effort to get that routine back into place. And I think I'm like that because I have too much on my plate. <laughs> it was funny at that picnic, I was telling everybody like, they're like, oh, you, you have a podcast. And I was like, yeah, you know, I do uh, shows with Kabuki family on, the, on this podcast. I go, but listen, I also am a, a comp- you know, competitive weightlifter and I'm a chef. So there's two separate shows on here. You may pop on to a chef or one that, that's called the athlete and the chef and have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> like, and then, but as I'm like, I said that three or four times to three or four different people. And they're like, I'm thinking to myself, man, I need to take some stuff off my plate. <laughs> but then I talked to Lon about it. She's like, you, you love what you do. You're having fun. So I think that when I get out of that routine, it's like I, I have such a well-organized plate. It's like, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. When I eat the roll, I'm like, do I replace that roll? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've found like if I, if I don't do something that's in my normal routine, yeah. I just end up like sitting on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I'm looking around at everybody. So we're just going to like, this is what you do when I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. I was like, <laughs> let's go. Okay. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a thing. And I think that, uh, we're all kind of wired a, l- a little bit similarly, if that's a word. Um, but yeah, I, I love this talk. Um, let's move on though, because I want to know, have you cooked anything, uh, in the pizza oven recently? That's been fun. Cause you've been doing well, some cool of- things. <laughs> One of the things I did is, you know, my, my standard dough. Yeah. Uh, normally you cut it in half and make two 12 inch pizzas, but right, right. Uh, I cut one into fours and I basically made like miniature pizzas. Nice. And I, I, I made one that was a spinach artichoke. Um, and then I did another one. I did a little too much garlic. Like it was, it was like, it was garlic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it could use a lot less garlic. Breathing fire uh, afterwards. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was uh, garlic. I think I just did garlic cheese, nice. like garlic and mozzarella cheese. And then I, I keep going back to that one. Cause we have a bunch of the balsamic left, Nice, Good but work. I'll, I'll change work. up instead of shrimp. I did uh, bacon. Okay. Okay. It's a good and one. And then the, the other day I did a, just a, for some reason, this pepperoni one just turned out way better. I don't know why. Interesting. But I did a pepperoni and it turned out like amazing. Okay. Um, I still want to redo that cinnamon roll one. Yeah. That one I sounded did that great. that the one time. That sounded so good. Um, it, just in my brain, I'm like, I'm always like, I don't want to get oatmeal out because you put oatmeal in it so that like <laughs> it holds all the, the grease. Yeah. So it doesn't get crazy. Which but. makes sense. So uh, with your balsamic, you know, I did a pizza, it was about a month ago, but I did like, it was garlic oil on the base, mozzarella, and then I chopped up some uh, peaches and I put the peaches on there and then cooked it off. 
And then when I pulled it out, I put uh, fresh like prosciutto and like fresh mozzarella and then a bunch of balsamic on there. That's another one. Like maybe switch out the uh, the tomatoes with a peach or like a pear or something. Okay. You know what I mean? Because fruit on pizza is, is something that I really like. And I, I don't I don't think pe- many people do a lot of it, but like you know, because you're when you're cooking that, those peaches or the pears in there, there's so much sugar in those things that it's just mm-hmm. caramelizing. And we've all had a caramelized fruit, like you know, a, a apple pie or a peach pie or something like that. And so that's what those are. So it just enhances the flavor, and then you get the real sweet with the real salty, and then the the spike from the uh, the vinegar, and it's just it's a really good one. You can mix and match that thing a lot. Yeah, I think I'll, the other one I did was a uh, a sausage, just like ripped up the sausage like you yeah, showed yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And then you tried those medium grade jalapenos. Yes. And so, if people don't know about them, they're it's a regular jalapeno that's uh, soaked in whatever the the pickled juice, pickled juice or whatever. They, like the you know what they are. Yeah, yeah. But Pickle it's only hump. medium heat, so yes. you can just load them up there, and you get all the flavor, and you don't get really that much heat. It's more like a peppercini, and it doesn't wreck you the next day after you eat like a half <laughs> jar. That one was real good. You know what's really good on pizza that um, I know a lot of people are, are a little challenged by it is. Uh, potatoes and I love doing potatoes on pizza. Like I'll do like a potatoes, chorizo and eggs. And like, that's a great combination. You pull it out, you put a bunch of like Parmesan and like basil or some herb on there. And potatoes on pizza is just, it's that extra texture in starch that you, that you need. And you know, all, what I'll do is I'll actually cook up the potatoes beforehand. And so I'll, I'll take them and I'll dice them up. I'll, you know, hit them with the paprika and everything, throw them in the oven for like 10 minutes and let them, let them cook about three quarters of the way through. And then when you put them on the, on the pizza and they cook in the oven, they're already cooked in the middle and they char on the outside and they get those like edges that are really nice. But potatoes on pizza is, I'm telling you, if you haven't done that yet, try it. Um, but, or chop up fries, just take like, like fries from takeout or something, chop them up and throw them on there. It's so good. As the first time I ever made a, a pizza on a barbecue was yeah. when I was watching Sam, the cooking guy, and he did a baked potato pizza. Nice. And oh, we just, we followed every single step Awesome. and it was like, you just, I think you buttered the pizza dough and it was the first time I'd ever done it like on the actual grill. So if you, if any, people don't know about it, you just plop it right on the grill right and about a minute later you flip it and then you just put all your toppings on it and then you just have it on there long enough for the meat to, or the cheese to melt and you're done yeah that's and awesome it's, it's a lot of stress <laughs> and you'll burn the crap out of a bunch of them at first yeah yep. but i just remember like i think we had to make the potatoes a little bit thinner like a little bit more milk so they spread it uh-huh. spread easier yeah yeah and then you put like chives on it and bacon bits and um, cheddar oh, cheese, and it dude, was awesome. That sounds so good, man. I I, I had Mandarin chicken for uh, Trader Joe's Mandarin chicken, which okay. Let me. I got to talk about this, dude. <laughs> I was going to talk to you off air about this, but like, you know, prior to our most recent trip to San Diego, I'd never really shopped at Trader Joe's. I've always had this like preconceived idea that that place was like a little more expensive didn't need to go there you know people talk about it i just didn't want to do it 
Well, we went there while we were down there, and I saw some things, and I'm like, man, what the heck? And then I heard Josh talking about the Mandarin chicken, and so I got up here, and I started going there. <laughs> Not only am I saving money by going there, like, holy crap, this place is awesome. Like, but it, but they have good food. I mean, so usually I go, and I'll go, I, I thought I was had a hack by going to grocery outlet to get my road snacks, and I would always still spend like 40, 50 bucks. I go to Trader Joe's, I'm like 30 bucks, and I got stuff still in my refrigerator from there. Like, it was awesome. So um, I am not sponsored by Trader Joe's by any means, but like, go to Trader Joe's, because that place has got some hidden gems. <laughs> no, it, it's got a bunch of really weird stuff. It's it's the people who only shop there. Those are the ones that are yeah. the, they give it a bad name. <laughs> yeah. But if you go in there, you're like, so I, I go in there at least once a week now for pizza dough. Okay. And then I'm like, I'm going to grab this, I'm going to grab that. And then I'll run to the other grocery store that's like in the same shopping center and I'll grab all the other stuff. Like right. I'm not going to go buy my milk at Trader Joe's. I don't want to pay $12. There you go. Court. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Individu- like... Individually uncooked eggs at Trader Joe's? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Let me buy one egg, please, that I still have to cook myself. Yeah, yes. no. Uh, but yeah, no, I remember I was, I mean, I was having a fit about how uh, cost effective the pizza dough is there. Like I was like, mm-hmm. what is happening here? Like it was so cool. Um, so... Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I didn't really eat much other food while we were up there. I think we had some burgers at a little kid's place, but. (laughs) (laughs) The sliders? (laughs) No, it was like, it was actually called the kid. Oh, I thought you met when you were in San Diego. I'm like, those are sliders. They're not little kid's burgers. No, 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 no. When I was up in Seattle, but I will say those burgers were great. And uh, when you and Kayla come up here, I'm going to take you to a place that kind of rivals that because I want to get your opinion on what you think. Uh, we have okay. uh, PDX Sliders does some, is very similar to that. I think the only thing they don't do that that place did were the milkshakes, which I think that sets apart, you know, good versus great. Because uh, a place that does milkshakes, is uh, they're always going to win in my book. Um, and that milkshake was phenomenal. But, um, yeah, I think we should check that place out because uh, it's, it's going to be uh, – I, I want to see your opinion for sure. I got so many places I want to take you when you guys come up here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, m- remember, you got to make weight. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever have problems making weight. I don't know if you know this. I lift it at a 102 category, and I weigh in at 99. Okay. That's the <laughs> best way to do it. Oh, it's, it's, and it's always like it happens two days before because all, I, usually, I usually train at like 103. Um, I'm sitting at about 102.5 right now. And that's just cause we went up to Seattle and I didn't eat as much and whatever, but, um, yeah, I usually train like 103 and then I, and then like the week of the meet, it, I don't know if it's nerves or what, but I drop <laughs> and I drop hard. So I go down to 99 and I usually lift my best then. So that's, that's the way it'll be. Yeah. I've always lifted my best in that 105, 106 range. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm heavier than that, it's because I know that I'm light and I ate all day. Ah, I see. Ah, okay. So like I'll wake up at one Oh five and a half and then weigh in at one Oh seven one. Right. Like right. eight hours later. Yeah. That makes sense. So, well, dude, uh, we're just about up on time. Um, our first li- uh, recorded show, 
I think we're going to, I know, bam, in the bank. <laughs> now let's see how I can edit it to make us look pretty. <laughs> I have Go. this glistening on top of my head. <laughs> Dude, I have a, a white thing going across my face. Like, <laughs> we'll see what I can do. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be on uh, YouTube here soon, so check us out there. Um, MaxEffortKitchen.com. Uh, we got Max Effort Kitchen on Instagram. Uh, Cornell, People's Choice. No, People's Choice. People's Masters. <laughs> People's, People's Choice, Choice Award yeah, for oldest lifter. I know, right? Uh, yeah, where can they find you on the uh, the Instagrams? Uh, the People's Master. There we go. There we go. I and then I also did, if you want to see any of my personal life, I started that one back up. That's just oh, nice. Cornell underscore, underscore George yes. with a K yes. and one L. I like that one. I have, I have a personal one. Uh, I don't ever use it. In fact, I went on it the other day, and I noticed that I have... Uh, a lot of followers on there and I haven't posted in two years. <laughs> so. I, I was like 2021. 20, yeah. That's crazy. So anyways, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, Cornell, thanks for uh, a great show again. Always uh, appreciate everything you have and uh, have a great night. <laughs>